with investing. There's so much messaging around. The best time to get in was yesterday, but the second best time is today. Getting in as early as possible is key in order to have the greatest return. And the thing is, that's true. Like that is time I'm not going to be able to get back. That's compounding returns I'm not going to be able to get back. But who cares? Wow, never thought you'd be hearing this on a financial podcast, did you? Welcome to the One Up Project. Money is fuel that that allows you to do things. It doesn't need to be taboo. What you don't want to do is wake up at 65 realising you did something you hated and have regret. Go and find people who will give you advice for nothing. This is a space for personal growth and money chat with new perspectives every Monday. This bit of content, listening to this, is going to be a small little breadcrumb of something that makes them think a little bit differently. For all the things we were never taught but should have been. At the end of the day, the most important person is yourself. And if you're not happy with your own choices, then you're never going to be happy. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of The One Up Project. Today's podcast is brought to you from my bed. I am recording at home in bed right now because I want to be comfortable and it's kind of fun to talk about finances in a just a chill environment. That's what we're trying to do here at the One Up Project. Today's episode should be quite familiar because I do the same episode every year. This is kind of the only tradition episode I do, which is what I have learned after investing for blank years. We're now up to what I have learned after investing for three years. You can see episode, well, the first version of this and the second version of this. I'll put it in the description below. And you can listen to what I've learned over time. I would literally hate to go back and listen to the first one now, not only because I'm sure my recording abilities were subpar, but also because the things I had learned would not compare to the things I know now. Just generally about investing, I think I have a pretty good understanding of One, how it works, but two, what my personal investing style is now, which is probably the most important learning you can take from investing generally is like, why do you do it? Why is it important to you? Why does it matter that you spend your money in the share market versus anywhere else? Like, what is investing to me? And that is something I've really come to know through my time investing. And this year is particularly unique because I haven't been investing at all in the share market and we'll talk a little bit about that but yeah this has been a year of quiet on the investment front. I've only looked at my Hatch and Shearsies account a couple of times. I don't usually go in there anyway but I just wanted to see what all the what was all happening in there, how much money I actually had in there, was I going to have to take any out for my travels etc etc but we ended up being totally fine which is great and so I still have the majority of my money in there which is probably somewhere around the 15 17 grand mark and invested almost exclusively in funds now which we'll talk about as well. Let's talk a little bit about how I was investing how I started investing and how we got to the point we're at now. So I started investing in March 2020 as the COVID crash hit. This was a very popular time to start investing. I was not the only one this was a time where sharesies just exploded and Hatch as well and people started, that was when like the term sharesies really rose to popularity it was in that March 2020 period because that was when COVID was at its height, that's when the share market took a deep dive into the ground and everyone was like 
quickly buy all the shares now it's an emergency and of course with the majority of humans such as myself being complete sheep I was like oh my god if I'm going to get into investing I need to get into it now it also seems so easy with sharesies everyone else is doing it let's do it and that's pretty much why and how I jumped into investing and then from there I've had to learn as I went because I of course started investing in individual shares didn't understand the importance of diversification what diversification actually meant, what my risk profile was, what was a risky investment to me and what wasn't, what my time horizon was, what my goals were, all key core foundational elements of a good effective financial and investment portfolio for your personal situation. So downturn in the market sparked me getting involved in investing. Started investing in a lot of individual companies. My first company was Air New Zealand. I put $10 into that. I no longer have that. I now have my money exclusively in funds except for one individual company which is Tesla and I have I think just about two shares in Tesla, which at the moment is worth, I don't even know, maybe 1500 US. Well, actually it's probably worth less than that because it's so volatile, but that's what it has been sitting around. Other than that, I invest exclusively in funds and the only reason I've kind of held on to Tesla is because it is so volatile and I just want to hold it there for as long as possible. If I took it out now, I still would have made money but I think there's still room for that stock in particular to grow. I also have 200 bucks with Kernel in one of their cash funds because I wanted to put my travel savings for next year in there and just let it earn some interest. Uh, they had the highest rate with kind of the best terms from what I had done in my research and I love Kernel as a company just generally anyway. I am thinking of switching all of my current investments over to them because I like that they have a simple selection of funds and there aren't many to choose from which I personally like because from what I know about Kernel it seems as if they've really hand-picked the type of funds that they want to have on Kernel and I know just from knowing the team I believe that their intentions sit in the right space and the product that they provide is a good one, the service they provide is a good one so that's where I think all my investments will be heading next if I have the patience to switch over my funds but if not I'll probably just leave whatever is existing in Shares and Hatch and just start investing into Kernel directly anyway. I do think they also have some of the lowest fees, um, especially now that she's changed their structure, but don't hold me to that. I did that research maybe last year, so things could have changed now. Some examples of the type of funds I invest in are like the S&P 500, the New Zealand Top 10. Uh, I also have some global property indexes in my Shazies portfolio. A lot of these funds I started investing in at the very start and haven't moved because they've just continued to do well. But a couple of things I look for when I am looking for a fund to invest in, especially now like my ethical considerations have gone up a lot more. Before I, you know, if a fund was doing well, all good. Like if there's animal testing companies in there and you know, oil or some other thing that is typically not seen as ethical, environmentally friendly, then I didn't care because it was making money, so whatever. Like I didn't have too much too many ties to it. But after reading the book Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind by Yuval Noah Harari, I view things differently and I definitely want to take a more active stance in the things that I'm investing into into the 
the goods that I'm buying. Of course, it was always a nice extra if things were ethically produced with a focus on sustainability in that product or in that brand. Now I want to make sure that it's an active part of the way I'm consuming and also investing. So those are some things I look at now as well as low fees. I'm a big believer that low fees is really important, necessary and also possible for companies and that if they can be offering the lowest fees that they can they should be Uh, and that's just me as a consumer talking obviously. Also diversification, I mean this isn't too much focused on the actual fund because funds are always going to be diversified but when I look across the different funds I'm investing in, the type of diversification I look for is a range of companies, different companies, a range of industries and a range of countries and I sort of stick to that rule when I'm looking at making sure I have quite a diversified portfolio. But as I said, the investing portfolio I have as it stands has not moved since last year because I have not invested in a year. So why have I not been investing at all? Uh, The main reason is that I went traveling. So about a year ago, I left my job. I needed all the money I could get because I was about to what I thought was move to Bali on a one-way ticket. So I just basically crammed all the money I could into the time I had left so I stopped investing stopped my gym membership like all those things and just tried to collect as much money as possible and then when I went traveling I wasn't earning anything for the first three quarters so I definitely wasn't investing then I was just spending all of my money on my travels then when I started earning money I wasn't really earning enough like I was earning enough to keep surviving until the point that I ended up going home so all of the money that I earned went straight to travels and then I eventually came home and I've just been trying to set myself back up after traveling I've recently moved out of Auckland to a different city and so that's been a slightly more expensive startup and I just owe myself some money as well. Uh, I'm not in debt with any company but I'm in, I had a savings account that I did not want to touch and I ended up touching so I'm trying to replenish that as well. I'm in a stage where I'm really just trying to get back on top of my initial finances and be at a place where you know I can go out for a coffee or buy little things, treat myself, get my nails done and not feel guilty or consider how I'm going to pay for that each time it happens. Like That is not the kind of life I want to live and that's not the kind of thing I want to be stressing out, stressing about on the daily. So investing has fallen to last priority and that is completely okay. I did this nine lessons I learned in 2022 episode last year and one of them was sometimes you just need to let shit crash and burn because when I was overseas I let my financial situation crash and burn baby that shit was lit just every resource I had was completely gone that was because I was making the absolute most of every second I had in Bali it isn't as cheap as everyone makes it out to be it's definitely cheaper than New Zealand and like the lifestyle you can live is amazing but you end up spending a lot of money because there's so many things you can do so don't worry the money will go the money will absolutely go and I I didn't want to spend that experience thinking about how much money I had to invest or save I wanted to just fully be in the moment be have the freedom to be spontaneous like take the pressure on myself off myself and just enjoy that time traveling for what it was because I know there won't be many more times in my life where I have the opportunity to travel so freely, do anything I want at any time, make any decisions, spend my money freely like that. So I wanted to have that experience and I 
definitely got that and I have no regrets. The investment, you know, didn't go into my retirement, it didn't go into a first home, but it definitely went into my personal growth. It went into my life experience, it went into my cultural understanding, it went into my perspective, it went into so many things that I love generally anyway and that are really, really important to me and hopefully and definitely gave me realisations and skills I can use in other areas of my life moving forward. Like travelling definitely changed me. I think it changed who I am as a person uh, in ways that I don't even know if they're good or bad yet but I definitely think that that experience changed me and I wouldn't... I, I wouldn't personally change the experience for what it was. I wouldn't go back and make sure I saved or, you know, was worrying about anything like that. But that's not saying I did that completely guilt-free and just felt amazing spending the whole time. There were definitely some common feelings that came up within the four and a half months that I was away. I felt guilty for not contributing to my future. I felt like I was falling behind it really is one of those situations where the grass is just always greener, guys. You know, you could be saving for a home, get your first home, get an investment property, be set up and all you're thinking about is how you wish you tra- travelled more when you were younger or made the most of your freedom or whatever and then when you're travelling you're like, fuck, like I have no foundation set up for my life, like what am I doing with my life and just there's always something that could be better or you could have done differently And that was a huge lesson for me when traveling was you have to just enjoy and and try your hardest to drop the pressure of what you should be doing and enjoy the moment for what it is. That is so much easier said than it is done. But you're only ruining your own experience if you go there wishing it was something different. I also think it taught me that money is a tool, it's a resource and it can be used in whatever way you deem fit and it can get you so many things and so many experiences and it doesn't just have to be what is the cultural definition of a good way to spend your money or the right way to spend your money. Life truly is perspective and I read this in a book recently where it was talking about how we define happiness and how we create human happiness and it spoke about the concept between objective reality and subjective expectation. So your objective reality is what is happening, what is true. Your subjective expectation is what you think you should be doing. So my reality was that I was traveling and spending all of my money on my next meal or my next experience or my next flight. But my expectation is that I should be a responsible person with my finances I should make a responsible financial decision and put that money towards things like a house deposit or my retirement especially because investing with investing there's so much messaging around the best time to get in was yesterday but the second best time is today or whatever like just getting in as early as possible is key in order to have the greatest returns and so you feel it's so understandable and I definitely did feel like every second that I wasn't investing was time wasted in the future for me like time that I wasn't going to get back to be able to invest my money and the thing is that's true like that is time I'm not going to be able to get back that's compounding returns I'm not going to be able to get back but who cares (laughs) wow never thought you'd be hearing this on a financial podcast did you but who cares for that time in your life like seasons come and seasons go you can spend a year traveling and not caring about saving and setting yourself up and then you can spend the next year hibernating and not doing anything because all you're doing is grinding and saving and 
building foundations for your life or you could be doing neither of those things and doing something completely different and that is okay too because the main thing is is it meaningful to you is it important to you what do you want for your life how we can define unhappiness really is that gap between our objective reality and our subjective expectation if you can match up those two match your expectation with your reality or drop the expectations and appreciate the moment that you've got in yourself too that is where you can find that happiness all in all I've probably lost somewhere around 10k of investments I shouldn't use the word lost should I I spent around ten thousand dollars of investments elsewhere to be fair my trip all up was like 25 grand but the 15k was savings I was already planning on putting towards traveling anyway I just spent way over budget but yeah so I probably lost it out on that much in investments total across a year and because I do talk about finances a lot I also keep track of my own finances a lot I know amounts around about like this like I know that that's the kind of money I'm missing out on ignorance is not really bliss when it comes to knowing what I'm missing out on because I deal with these conversations all the time and I know both people who haven't traveled and prioritized buying first home and those who have prioritized heaps of travel and don't have a house and know a lot of the time how much money is involved on both sides so for me it's very important that I get to a place where I don't make myself feel guilty I have compassion I have empathy for myself and what I have chosen to do and chosen and tell myself it's okay to feel like you should be doing this or should be doing that but you made a decision to come here to travel to do this thing for a reason because it was important to you it was aligned to your values so don't get too caught up in something that you think you should be doing that doesn't 100% align with your values especially not in this season of your life come back to why you personally are doing it what's your why not what their why is or what your why should be like what is your why now for doing those things Thinking about all the things I did, all the things I learned, despite it being an extremely confronting experience for me, solo travel is no joke, even for people that would consider themselves extroverts. The money that I spent on that trip was so worth it because every activity, every new experience led to meeting a new person or doing a new thing or finding out something new. Having curiosities about something that's so different to my usual reality was an experience that I will never get in the form of shares or property. I'll learn other things but definitely not the things I learned traveling. It gave me the opportunity to view investing through a different lens and I think if I was to give a piece of advice to myself it would be that preparation is still key. Like if investing is a core value of yours and you still want to do that while traveling, you can, but you just need to plan for it and you need to consider that when you are budgeting for your trip or or planning for your trip or whatever, consider what matters to you. If it's still investing $5 a week, then allow for that. And next time I go traveling, which I hope to do a trip up to Europe and some parts of Africa next year, that I, I will definitely be planning it out much more than I planned that planned that Southeast Asia trip and I don't know if I will invest through that time but I'll at least have a plan for what spending and saving should look like for me within that period within that season so how am I approaching it moving forward do I want to invest again since I haven't started well for me the most important part of beginning my financial journey again when I got back from traveling was setting up the foundations and going back to what I know what I have learned from this podcast and that is that there are foundations to financial literacy and I kind of see it as a step-by-step order 
in my head that looks like this. The first thing is clear all consumer debt. Any buy now, pay laters, any credit cards, anything like that, phone plan loans or car loans, anything like that, clear those things out. Number two, an emergency fund. Even if you can just get a grand in there to start, even $500, just prioritize having something in your emergency fund that you do not touch but can fall back on if you were to ever need it. I've recently had so many random costs come up with moving out and then of course when it rains it pours suddenly I realized that my eyesight's gotten way worse. I need to go and get my eyes checked and probably get some new glasses which isn't going to be cheap. I've just recently gotten health insurance for the first time. That's a monthly uh, cost that I never had before. So once I have those foundations laid, the debt cleared, the emergency fund built up, the excess income to be able to invest where I still have money to spend on my life because you want to invest only what you can afford to go without no point investing if you actually can't afford to invest then I will start small small realistic amounts consistently be big sporadic amounts every time definitely from a habit building perspective we want to be investing small consistent amounts over time and investing this is also called dollar cost averaging you may have heard this investing small amounts consistently over time is a great way not only to build the habit but to spread risk share markets are volatile stocks funds the value of shares go up and down all the time sometimes you'll buy at a high sometimes you'll buy at a low Investing small amounts consistently is going to help even out those bumps along the way, going to help reduce your risk and the risk is potentially losing money or losing value in your portfolio. I've still been investing in KiwiSaver over this time. I don't think I mentioned that at the start. So KiwiSaver for all those non-Kiwis out there is New Zealand's retirement scheme. So it's a voluntary scheme that you can sign up to when you start working and basically your employer can contribute, you can contribute and the government will also contribute some money to your KiwiSaver account every year if you put in a certain amount or if you put in anything it will match you 50 cents for every dollar. So I just make sure that I get the maximum government contribution, it's essentially free money, it's important to me to make sure I get that every year and keep that portfolio growing so I did invest the portion of money I needed to get the maximum government contribution in June. If you are in KiwiSaver you also get an annual statement every year around the June period and this is a summary of your of your KiwiSaver performance of your projections for when you're 65 and it allows you to kind of make an assessment of if you need to make any changes to the fund maybe you've paid heaps and fees checking things like that It'll come into your email, every provider has to do it, so it should be getting sent to you. I think doing a little self-check of your investments every half year, year, some people probably say every quarter, but realistically I probably would do like a, a self-assessment and some change rounds every year, but I would, I would want, if I, in a perfect world I would be doing that every six months. This is just to make sure that everything you're invested in still aligns with your time horizon, your goals, your why for investing. Because it's so important to consider why you are investing at all. That is what's going to motivate you to put the money in there or to be satisfied with why you're not at certain times of your life rather than just feeling guilty and being like, oh, I'll do it eventually. I know I should, but I'm not. Having a reason and intention with the things that you do is empowering in all aspects. Keep up the good work, everyone. You're killing it. 
You are smashing it. I believe in you so much. I know you put prioritization on your own personal development, on your own growth. And it should be appreciated. It should be admired, especially by yourself. Be your biggest cheerleader. And if you haven't been investing recently, I hope this put you at ease a little bit if you are in a certain season. But it's important to, like I said, have that intention for why it's important for you to be or to not be investing at this time. All right, guys, I appreciate you. I appreciate your support. Leave a question or a view, anything down below. Message me on the One Up Project on Instagram always. Keep up with me on threads too. I've just been loving posting the most useless crap on there, but it's so fun. And we will chat soon. See you later, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The One Up Project. If you want to find more stuff just like this, check out our other apps or follow us at The One Up Project on Instagram or TikTok. See you there.